Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well and I hope you enjoyed our last episode with Jason Price. We're back for part two today and we trust you will enjoy it. We've had some great feedback from what Jason shared last time and I know you'll love what he has to say in the remainder of this podcast today. We hope you enjoy. Hey, hey! I, I wonder if we could pick up on another thing that you had. Uh, we talked about about earlier was to do with phone technology. T- tell us a little bit about what, what do you do with your phone at uh, at the end of the day? What happens there? Yeah. So, me, my wife has a specific location that I am not allowed to go in, <laughs> and I put my phone there, and she is the guardian of the galaxy. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she will guard. She's like, hey, put it right there, put it down. Because she know me. Like, I love to just, you know, just kill time on Instagram, Facebook. I am not different than any other human. I love to be entertained. But we have to understand the difference between entertainment and investment, okay? What does that mean? I, I, can, I can invest my time to be entertained, which Netflix, I do have, and all the different things to entertain, Hulu, all the good things. But there's a level of home life. I think my parents, um, I want to kind of bring back, like, we sit at the dinner table and we invest. Right now, we're going over the names of God with my children. We're actually doing an advent calendar that we did not do in Christmas. So we're on December 8th right now. (laughs) But we're going over the names of God with our children. And listen, I'm not super spiritual or perfect. We're just trying. And then we have bath time. And then me and her have a conversation, like, what's the best part of your day? What's the worst part of your day? Now, what does that have to do with my phone? I can't do that and be on my phone. I can't be fully present. And I think uh, what the Lord is teaching me in this season of my life is just like, hey, Pastor Jason, here is holy. Right here. Right. Not there. When I get there, when I become something, when I achieve this great number, I've always been an achiever of sorts. And I think a lot of leaders are. And that's great. We should always strive and continue to strive with God and move forward. But right here, God has blessed us, man. I mean, he's, he's given us so much to embrace that we'll never have again. And um, you guys, you know, you, you've seen it where you've missed the season because you were so focused on being successful. And I think that is something that we have to manage because there is a drive in me. There's a hunger in me. But my family and, and my time with God and my, the people and my friends in my life, I have to give them that space so I can embrace the season God has for me. Yeah. Great. No, really good. And um, yeah, some great and just great nuggets in there for leaders. Mm-hmm. I think that will be super helpful things that um, people can begin to put into practice and um I think sometimes we, we make too many excuses, uh, especially in different seasons of life, where actually it's just a, a shift in rhythm. I know personally I've made excuses in the past uh, for some of those things, and actually, no, it's just a shift of rhythm. I've just got to shift my rhythm uh, to get those things out in and realize the value of doing those things um, for myself, but also for the people mm. around me. And we've talked a lot about, you know, you being a campus pastor, leading yourself, healthy rhythms. Uh, talk to us about, you know, kind of like inspiring others. As a campus pastor, you lead staff and teams and volunteers and all of that. Just talk to us a little bit. How do you inspire uh, other leaders, other staff around you? 
Yeah. Well, in my younger days, I would have answered this question so differently. Not that I'm extremely old now, but I would have talked about, you know, communication. I would have talked about things that people look at when they think of inspiration, you know, this excitement, this energy. But what I'm learning, man, is right now, <laughs> my consistency right. is inspiring people. Just showing up with my best energy. People are so appreciative. They're like, Pastor Jay, every Sunday you you smile and you show us love. It's they like, I can't remember a Sunday you walked in with your head down, halfway, kind of giving a little bit. And guys, I do get tired. I do get exhausted. Even with exercise and healthy eating and all the things I name, it's still seasons where I'm like, man, I'm tired. But if I can just bring my best to people, to my team, uh, Craig Rochelle says it like this. People would rather have a leader that's always real than always right. What does that mean when it comes to inspiration? Being able to be vulnerable enough to let people know exactly where I am and showing up for them. And if they can trust that, they can trust that you're actually you. You're not putting on a front. You're authentic in who you are. I think that's super inspiring. Someone that can say, hey, guys, because I'm at a non-permanent campus, so we get up very early. We we 5.30 a.m. ready to set up, and we're there to 2 p.m. tearing down. And me coming in saying, hey, guys, we're a little tired today, but I know you woke up because you're focused on the people that were called to reach. At the Gastonia campus, we call ourselves uh, world changers for one. If we can impact just one person. And so my consistency in that vision, so I can have a great vision, but am I going to carry it out every single week? And what I challenge my people, is this a Sunday thing or is this a lifestyle? So on Monday, I'm a world changer for that one. On Tuesday, you know, when I don't want to talk to anybody and I just want some introverted time to just re-energize, I'm, I, consistency is so vital. Can people trust that if we say we're going this way, we're not going to stop? And that was vital in the pandemic for a lot of people. You either won or lost by your consistency. Just showing up on Facebook, showing up in people's lives, showing up through a text message. Consistency is so, you can count on it. It's not sexy, but it will get you through and people will know they can depend on you. And I think that's so underrated, but it's so valuable. Amazing. No, no so true, really, isn't yeah. it? And, and, and not just in that sort of aspect of life, but in all the areas of our lives yeah. that you've mentioned there, you know, Jason, all the different areas, whether it's our own health, our own well-being. Because mm. sometimes people start something, don't they? They start it, then mm. they stop, they start, they stop. And then they wonder why it's not going well, but yeah. it's the consistency over the long haul. So, uh, yeah, just picking up on yeah. that, I've, uh, I've been recently in the gym and I've been, I changed my, my training workout. And uh, my friend said to me, oh, you know, how much weight are you doing? How much are you putting on? I said, listen, I'm just putting little increments, little increments. He says, why? I says, because I've got another 50 years of training that I want to do. Yeah. And I just want to do little increments mm. rather than I'm going to, put all this on for the next five months. Hmm. So I think there's something about, and so he was laughing yeah. <laughs> when I said another 50 years of training because I just turned 50 back in November. And, uh, but but, it, but it's, hard to, it's hard just to get that across, isn't yeah. it, in the sense that the small increments make the big difference, mm. don't they? Yes. Yes, I think that's so pivotal. I think we, we look at the sprint, but this is a marathon, yeah. you know, and you crossing that mile marker talks, of, talks about your endurance. 
Yeah. And, and Paul talks about this, how we are, we're supposed to run the race with endurance, with perseverance. And the only way we can do that is just by being consistent on the path God has given us. And so I love that that uh, that model of increments. It reminds me of old children's story, the tortoise, tortoise and the hare, right? And it's like, you just got to just take your turn and run at your pace, yeah. the pace of grace that God has given you. And trying to outrun someone else, like we live in a generation, right, that wants to compare and contrast when they're not their neighbor. I know you hear every preacher in America probably preaching about comparison because it just never will go away. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have to discipline yourself to say, it's not about my neighbor. God is doing a call and anointing and a, and, a, and a work in me. He's doing something in my life and it's significant no matter how big or small that it is. And incrementally getting there is fine. Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We just want to take a moment and pause and let you know about something exciting we have on offer right here from Icon Open. We help leaders find solutions through our coaching and team training. And we've worked with all types of churches in different countries around the world, from large churches to small churches, and of course, anything in between. And leaders come to us for a variety of reasons. For some, they simply want to get to the next level in their leadership. They want a coach to work with them for a period of time so they can get new momentum or fresh ideas or fresh insights for the next part of their journey. Other leaders will come to us. Maybe they're working through some opportunities or challenges in their church. And just maybe to have someone to think with them and help them process through big ideas like staffing or teams or transitions really does seem to make a difference to them. So if you've never had a coach and you're a senior leader or a leader within a church, we want to encourage you to get in touch with us because we think we can really help you find the solutions you need for the next part of your journey. Have a look at icon.church forward slash coaching and you'll find all the details there of how to connect with us and we look forward to hearing from you very, very soon. Definitely. No, really good. Really good. So we talked about um, you kind of inspiring teams and the people around you, but who's been your biggest inspiration, greatest inspiration and why? Yeah, I had so many names that I could name. Uh, As you know, I'm under one of the best leaders in the world. Pastor Stephen Ferdigan, I, I would be, I would be insane not to mention his name, his consistent inspiration and text to me. Um, whether it's at night, you wouldn't believe how he encourages my spirit and, and who I am as a leader. But as I think about where we're at in the world, um, where it's so much division, and I'm, I'm gonna just give you a little context for why uh, the name that I'm gonna mention is the name that I chose. I have so many names from teachers and pastors and leaders. But this name represents something, I think, not just to my country, but to the world. I think it's a a global uh, perspective. But when George Floyd died and and we had so much division with um, in in our country and in our world, uh, that was a season where I was considering myself. Was I the leader for Gastonia, for the Gaston campus in the pandemic? I was I was wrestling with that decision. And I think leaders, we have to wrestle. Right. To, to really be assured in your calling, you have to wrestle sometimes. Is it, am I the leader? It's not that I didn't want to stay the pastor, but it was like, can I really get through this? And when George Floyd died and, um, and, and the world erupted, my why, that's another way I inspire people. My why came alive. Uh, my why, guys, the reason why I wake up in the morning truly is I want to unify people from all color, creeds, and perspectives around the world. 
not just in the United States. That's why I exist. I want to be able to be a unifier of men. So my son name is Grayson, right? I believe that the Lord gave me that name because the colors white and black make gray. Mm -hmm. And the Lord told me that his name would mean unifier of men, that he would take my heart and my mission to a new level. And his middle name is Akachi, A-K-A-C-H-I, which means the hand of God. Wow. And that the hand of God would be on that. And so for me, just from a, from a spiritual place, I believe that's my why. So therefore, my, the inspiration that kind of leads the way for me is Martin Luther King. Hmm. Because in a time where I was considering, should I walk away? Should I find a new career? Can I continue to pastor in a pandemic? When George Floyd died, I came alive. Because I saw people, my brothers and my sisters of all colors, not unified. And I was like, Jay, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> this, is why, this is why you were created. And so I, with passion and with resilience, like Martin Luther King is an inspiration because he stood not just for black people, but for all people. Now, I know that, may, that statement may offend people, but I'm not trying to be offensive. Just clarifying that I am for all people. I want to see people that are not like me, that do not speak the same language as me, that do not, uh, that did not grow up in my neighborhood, know Jesus and come together. And so for me, he's my inspiration, not from the pretty things that we see painted on the wall, but from the hardship he endured and the sacrifice to be a voice, kind of like John the Baptist in the wilderness, preparing the way, like truly he prepared the way for us to, for my son to be able to marry, live, and have um, equality and justice. And so for me as a leader, that when you get me to talking about that, you can tell right now my energy's changed because that's my why. Like I come alive, I can take over this whole podcast just talking about how we can come together. Like we can fight all that, but can we come together? Yeah. And so uh, he's my inspiration, not for the icon, but for the mission. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, a great, a great answer and such mm. a great example as well. We love that. We love your yeah. passion on that. And uh, maybe that could be another podcast, actually. We could come on and talk yeah. about that idea of oh, unifying, getting people together, <laughs> because there's something something powerful yeah. in that, isn't there, really? Yeah. I like that idea you were saying there. Like, he, he was for everybody, and as was Jesus, actually. Jesus mm. was for everybody. Mm. And I think it's getting that message across to people that yeah, actually definitely. it's about all of us having dignity together and uh, unifying together. So it's yeah. fantastic. So listen, we've got a couple more questions for you. It's been so good to have you on yeah, the show. But amazing. we've got one question here I want to ask you, which is this. If you can encourage our listeners with one big idea, outside of all your other big ideas, mm -hmm. what, what would it be? Ooh, this one was a first of all, incredible question, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, how did they think of this one? I was like, okay. I had to get my, my think tank out. You made me, you made me dig in. Um, but you can see a consistent theme, but I, I think it's a big idea. And it may not be to some, but it was mine. And I said, your mental health is not optional because it determines everything about you and your experience as you achieve your goals and dreams. And so for me, you, your, your aptitude mentally is your aptitude. It's as far as you will go. Your mind can be a limiter or it can be a platform for you to go further. And so I know I've already talked about having a therapist. I know I've already talked about accountability around it with my friends. But I think it's a big ideal in our generation, because if you look at the numbers statistically right now, the average person has the mental health 
of a psychiatric patient in the 60s. And it is because of the amount of information on our phones that we're constantly exposed to. I can't drive this home enough. If you want to leave, you have to be mentally healthy. And it's underrated right now. It's not talked about enough. And I'm just going to continue to push forward, talk about it, annoy people with it. I've already put it in this podcast. This is my third time. I will not give up. And I know you're like, well, why is that a big idea? Because it has been a big stigma for the church. It's been a big stigma, like this whole like, oh, you're crazy. Yes, I am crazy. And you are too. Can we just kind of talk about it and just be honest? Like we have these uh, limitless uh, ideas and imaginations, but they need boundaries. They need guardrails. They need, even the Bible talks about taking every thought captive and putting it under the obedience of Christ. You can't do that on your own. You need community. You need leadership. And you need a therapist. You need some level of professional help to help you navigate as a leader. And I, I just, guys, I didn't have it. I wasn't talked about in my church. And people got abused sexually. People got a, 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 a robbed and, and treated and misused. And things happened and they couldn't process it. And God had a great call on their life. And I talked about my father, but he has such much, he had way more potential that he was allowed to release because of his mind. Wasn't his ability. It wasn't his ability. And I, I preached this Sunday. I told y'all I'm in preacher mode before this podcast. So you have to forgive me, but I'm going to give my preacher on just a smidgen. I was talking about Nehemiah in, in chapter one, and, and he did not know how to build a wall. You know the story of Nehemiah. Go read it if you don't. He was commissioned by God to go build a wall around the city of Jerusalem. He was a cupbearer. He was like a Starbucks barista trying to build a house, people. But number one, <laughs> can you imagine? Yet Nehemiah was available to God. God wants your availability more than your ability. And I think we don't allow ourselves to be available in our minds, not just our hands, not just our hands. People will serve, they'll show up, but they won't truly surrender that addiction in their mind. They won't truly surrender in their souls to the Holy Spirit to do the real work. I've seen people, and I'm a church baby. I was born under a pew, you know. <laughs> I was in church all my life. And I've seen so much unhealth, guys, you wouldn't believe it. People were addicted to shopping, addicted to food, addicted to things that were okay in church, addicted to pride in their titles and, 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 their, and their segregation right within church walls. And they were not healthy. And that's unfortunate. And I'm grateful that God exposed that to me so that I would be an advocate for this. And then I would say, this is a big idea that if we can get our minds to a truly healthy place, that the limits of what we could accomplish, guys, woo, I feel like people have lids on their heads right now. Their minds are bound and they think they're leading, but they are at 2% of the 100 that God wants to release. And so for me, it's a big idea because it's, it's a big possibility when we get mentally healthy. I don't know you, if you guys know of an artist, uh, one of my, my favorite, y'all have to forgive me, it's Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye West, you have to forgive me. I know he got a lot of issues. We still praying for him. I got a blog and a podcast called Pray for Kanye. I'm just joking. But he's been <laughs> one of my favorites since I was in high school. But if you watch his recent documentary, it's just released on Netflix. At the end, you see him be so mentally unhealthy. 
And I'm not going to judge his work when he's made the gospel album or that's not for me to judge. But I see the mental unhealth and it just hurts my heart because he has so much genius, but it's corrupted because his mind is unhealthy. And so for me, I just I just want to challenge with a with an idea. What could you be if you got mentally healthy? That's the that's the question. What could you be? And a great, que- a great question, that really, I yeah. think, because, you know, just picking up what you were saying there, Jason, and you've been really open and honest and shared about your family and your background. Yeah. We, we really appreciate Thank that you, yeah. authenticity there because mm. I think it'll help leaders really. Yeah, As they're listening to this, I think it'll really help them. I, and I guess it's not just about um, the, the concept of mental health in the church, but even with the leader. Do you know what I mean? So we can talk about it in broad spectrum within the church, mm. but actually for for a leader to begin to talk about that and what they're facing, what they're challenging, mm. has even been a bigger stigma, hasn't it, really, mm. over the years? So yeah. the fact that it's come to the service now, hey, we're able to talk about these things, and actually it's just like any other part of our lives, we need to give it some attention. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's something powerful in that as well. So, yeah, yeah big idea. We appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. As you've said, you've shared it three times, but maybe... People need to hear that yeah, three times today. Definitely. I'm going to let the spirit lead. <laughs> Somebody out there listening needs to know you're in that boardroom trying to move something forward, a vision for your company. But God is saying, hey, what about your mind? Romans 12 says it best, right? We are being transformed by the renewing it's of our mind. And how do we do that? We present our body a living sacrifice. And so we surrender what we have so God can put what he has on us. He can put his super on our natural and and the impossible can become possible. No, really good. One of the things we want to add into the podcast is um, we want to give uh, you, our guest on this podcast, the opportunity to ask a question for our next guest. So what would that one question be for our next guest? Okay, one question for our next guest. Who's the next guest? Can we give it away yet or is it a secret? Now it's a secret, secret, so it could be anything. So you could ask them anything. Just yeah. be aware of that. It could be anything you want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something simple. I, I just, I love being able to connect with different kinds of people, okay? It's one of my passions to be able to talk. Like, talking to you guys is, like, mind-blowing. Because it's actually, it's a, it's a prayer at the beginning of the year that God would give me global leadership. I was like, God, I, I just want to impact people. They just are from different cultures and perspectives. Mm-hmm. And then I got the, I like... Jesus, you listening? I looked up. I was like, oh, oh, this is crazy. So I'm just, I'm crazy excited to be with you guys. And one thing I would love to ask that leader is what is the best way they found to connect with people that's not like them? I like that. What is the best way? Like, how, how have they been able to connect with someone uh, that's just so different? It's for me, it's a science. I want to figure it out. Do we have sports in common? Do we have life? Do we have issues in common? Right? Do you binge watch Netflix like me? Like, what's the, what is it? And, uh, and just be able to connect in a genuine way. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant, Jason. We've had some fun with you today. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's going to wrap up in a second. But I think we just want to say, first of all, a huge well done for you for picking up the stuff you've picked up and doing yeah. what you're doing. And, and of course, we want to honour Pastor Stephen Furtick for all that you guys are mm. doing. You know, real inspiration to to the sort of church at large. Yeah. Really, so we, yeah. can't, we can't say that enough, but it's good to share it out and just say it publicly. Yeah. Hey, we, we really appreciate all that you guys are doing 
And uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Jason, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, socials, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram is kind of where I live from a social media perspective. J.B. Price uh, is my Instagram handle. You can look me up, Jason Price, J-A-Y-S-O-N-P-R-I-C-E on Facebook. And also, um, you can hit me up on the email. I'm going to give away my email, uh, Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N dot Price at elevationchurch.org. Email me any questions, comments, things you want to know. I'm here for you. Amazing. Amazing. So good. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and it's been great to be together on the Church Explained podcast and uh, want to just encourage our listeners, uh, wherever you're listening from, however you're consuming the content, then subscribe, share it, save it. Uh, Yeah. And maybe there's someone in your world, maybe there's a leader in your world that needs to hear this conversation. I want to encourage you to share that with them. Mm. Don't forget, we have uh, the resources available at icon.church forward slash open. Free free resources for you uh, churches out there and leaders out there but we look forward to uh, having you with us next time on the Church Explained podcast we'll see you real soon